Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando, and I'm Emily Riggins, and this is TBD with Matt and Emily. Hi, everyone. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hey, 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 Matt. Hey. Um, just, just for the listener and for me, what are we? Li- what are, What is this podcast? This is the podcast about tea and friendship. Oh my god, that's what it is. Wow, straight up, that's all there is. No explanation. <laughs> or did you want me to say more? Um, I mean, listen, you can say more. You can leave it at that. You know. Um, I'm going to say more then. Uh, <laughs> podcast about tea and friendship. It's called TBD. How do you spell that? T-E-A-B-D. D. How'd you find this podcast without knowing how to spell it? I don't know. Maybe a web link of some kind. Maybe Search. if your friend shared it. Search a topic. Um, oh, maybe you were, yeah, you were searching the topic in the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. It, I, that has to happen. That has to be the reason some of our episodes get listened to, that people just search that topic. That's how I find all my Scientology pods. Oh, see, there you go. You, I've never searched for a podcast by topic, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's always either been direct link or having heard someone talk about it and they're like, oh, you should check out the, I don't know, Comedy Bang Bang podcast or something. And I'm like, great idea. Let me check it out. <laughs> um, so anyways, if you typed in uh, whatever the topic is today, which I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yet. Uh, if you typed in that, I'll leave a blank space in this podcast and I'll edit in the topic. I'll cut it in from whatever. <laughs> and why don't Emily and I know the topic? Because our guest brought one and it is to be determined. That's where the TBD aspect of our podcast comes from. Uh, and additionally, the tea is spelled out like the drink because we're also drinking tea. Yes. Did I, I ramble too much? No, I think I think you hit it everything. I think you hit everything. <laughs> TBD. But, TBD. But speaking of a guest with a topic, yeah, let's bring that guest on. Okay. Um, listeners, Matt, everyone in this room, <laughs> welcome to the podcast stage. Friend, comedian, writer, Nick Pappas. Yay. Hi, Hi Matt. Matt. Hello. Hi, Emily. Hello, Hi, Nick. everyone in the podcast world. They're all out there listening. So. About a million people are listening right now. <laughs> One I million. had no idea that you're... <laughs> Yeah, we actually get more listeners than Comedy Bang Bang. That's incredible. Take that, Scott Ackerman. Do you think they get less than a million? I have no idea how many listeners they get. All I know is that we have more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know how many listens of like a... I have no idea like what a podcast, what a good number would be. (laughs) Probably higher than what we get, but... (laughs) I had a podcast for a while. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day I looked at the ratings and I was above lance armstrong's podcast Ooh. and i was like take that lance armstrong that's what you get for cheating yeah, yeah. don't yeah. take steroids lance armstrong dirty cheater and a liar oh huge liar for <laughs> years. i was like we deserve to be above you lance armstrong yeah. in the podcast world well wow. be careful he's gonna take some drugs and then get ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> all right good night everybody <laughs> that was fun uh we are like the number 200 top uh, comedy podcast in Ghana, Africa. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, no big deal. I don't know why or who. Please email us if you are the person who listens in Ghana. We'd love to talk to you. We've been consistently on the charts there, too. It's not like a fluke thing either. It's very cool. Yeah. They love their tea in Ghana. Maybe that's yeah, it. Maybe it's it. I don't know. Look I don't it know. I'll Wikipedia it. Oh, uh, yeah. Please do. I will. Um, it's Guys, I want to tell you guys something. Uh-huh. Um, I hate the wintertime because it's so dark outside. Yeah. On my way over here, I was just so sad. Mm. Because it's it's not that late and it's so dark outside. No. Happy oh happy new year, everyone. Speaking of oh, yeah, happy it's the day year. after New happy Year's new year. Day. I work nine to five thirty. Mm-hmm. And right now in New York City, if you leave at five thirty, 
the sun goes down at like four thirty. Yeah. So your life is in darkness. You live in darkness. Yeah. 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 Do you have I, windows at your work? I or, do. I have the there's one window and it's right next to me. And then at some point around three o'clock, the sun comes out to a point that it ruins my computer. Mm-hmm. So I shut the blind and then everybody else in the office is like, what are you doing? That's our oh, only sunlight. On, How dare you do that? <laughs> you gotta get and I'm like, done. this is my window. <laughs> I get to do what I want with my... Yeah, this is not a d- democratic window. This is my window. <laughs> yeah, it's a very much a dictatorship of windows in yeah. my office. And all right. um, They made you the dictator. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I made myself the dictator. Mm-hmm. I just, I just took that. So, down. I mean, that's how dictators. That's how dictators. Right? <laughs> yeah, usually someone. I mean, makes themselves even the if dictator. they're democratically elected, they make themselves the dictator mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot about how <laughs> <laughs> dictatorships happen. Your, little, um, your own little coup. <laughs> I my classroom has lots of windows. Um, I usually leave work around four thirty, which is not late, and even then, it's still basically dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes me so sad. Do the kids talk about darkness? No. <laughs> the, the great sadness. <laughs> no, I can't say they do. They do get distracted by snow. <laughs> if oh. there's even the tiniest bit of snow, you've lost them for the next You're hour. Like, I'm trying to teach you something. Stop looking out the window. Oftentimes the I will go, okay, there's snow happening. You can look out the window for 10 seconds. <laughs> by, by the way, same though. I, if it started snowing, I got to look at that snow. <laughs> I picture Emily like, Taking out like her watch and be like ten, nine, eight. <laughs> Stop looking at snow. But Mrs. Riggins, we want to look at the snow more. Um, it's mom. The- <laughs> Some of them probably say. <laughs> I haven't called mom before. I'm sure you have. Ugh. I called the teacher mom probably once or twice in my my days. Um. One of them asked me if I had kids recently, and I was like, "No. Why are we asking this in the middle of?" A do you have kids? You're like, I work with kids. Why would I ever have kids? No, I have to talk to you every day. No, that's kidding. I love them all. <laughs> but I didn't appreciate the timing of the question. I feel like at least a couple of your kids have listened to your podcast. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. You don't think so? They're, no. Someday they're going to be like, oh my God, this is Miss Rickon's podcast. I wonder if she talked about it. <laughs> I hope in 10 years kids are like that. For former second graders. So wait, how old are you in second grade? Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. So when they turn 18, <laughs> they go back to I- iTunes or whatever is there then. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes is going away. <laughs> and they look up this podcast and they're like, oh my God. They put the chip in their ear and they're like, wait a second. Yeah, they get the they yeah. get the podcast shot into them with the laser with a laser gun. <laughs> That's how Lance Armstrong's going to make his uh, podcast really popular again. <laughs> Just shoot it straight into your Inge- arm. Inject it in. Inject it in. <laughs> I, his, 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 they probably went through oh, his right. butt, right? I would think so. <laughs> steroids go in your butt, don't they? That's. I mean, I don't know much about steroids, but I do have an understanding that they go into your butt. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shot in your butt, right? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I think it just has to go in the like a meaty part of you. <laughs> yeah. and the butt's the meatiest part, especially if you have an athlete. They got no other meat, just their butts. I don't know. And and bite and cyclists, man, you see the legs on those people. I got big old legs. Yeah, too muscular. Mm. The only the only fat you have, or the only meaty part you have, is probably your butt. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, you'd be comfortable on that bike. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's your seat. Yeah. Do you have Tour Tour de France? That's weeks and weeks of biking. That's weeks. You need it. You need a meaty butt. (laughs) And that's all. That's all Lance was trying to do. (laughs) Get that meaty butt. (laughs) Um. Cool. Anyways. Um. 
I think it's time. We're going to transition from butts to something else. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Doc, we're talking tea today. And the tea we're talking, Matt and Nick, the tea we're talking is Lipton's Green Tea Pure. <laughs> you think pure is part of the name? I don't know, but it does definitely says pure right under the name. So it is Lipton Green Tea Pure. <laughs> Um, I want to say something about myself. Please. Because that's what this is about. Sure it's is. about you. Uh, they brought me out many different che- teas to choose from. Mm-hmm. And I chose the Lipton green tea uh, because I am a very basic person. And everything else was very... There was a lot of fancier teas yes. in there. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to go with the Lipton. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who like will go into a bar and be like, I'll just get the course light. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, you're allowed to like what you like. I know, but yeah. I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm not allowed yeah. to like. And don't <laughs> say you're basic. Say you're pure. <laughs> I am a I am a pure tea bitch. Is what I am. <laughs> well, uh. this tea tastes good and does good, <laughs> and it also says, "Enjoy your delicious fresh taste." And Deloitte, uh, sorry, enjoy our delicious fresh taste. This unit not labeled for retail sale. <laughs> Oh, it came from a larger box. It came from a larger box. <laughs> cool. Very cool. That's how you know. But, um, the ingredients in this tea, are, I'm pretty sure, are just green tea. Just pure green tea. It's pure. But pure thoughts? uncut green tea. She, she got it from people who were just selling loose tea bags just, yeah. on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. So it's illegal tea. That's um, yeah, these are Lucy's. I actually, shockingly, <laughs> haven't had any of this tea yet. But I think you both have. What yeah. are your thoughts? I've already finished my tea. Yeah. Do you want more? Uh, sure. Okay. We have a we have a whole teapot of stuff. Emily can pour you some. She's going to do some gymnastics to get her on the microphone. But uh, well, Emily asked me how I like this tea, <laughs> and it's uh, it sure is green tea. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and it tastes good, like all green teas do. <laughs> it's got that leafy taste. It's got that green tea taste. Do you ever have moments where you get a tea that you hate? Will you mention that? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll talk about hating a tea. You'd be like, "This is a bad tea." We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we will eventually get to rating the tea. Um, but I will say there have been past teas that I've just been like, "No thanks." Hmm. I think on the last, uh, I think on the last episode, I had a tea I didn't like, <laughs> um, where I just like, "Nope." Hmm. There's certain kinds of teas that I, Emily and I are more or less into. Emily actually not a huge green tea fan, so yeah. we'll see what she says about this tea. Um, so you're saying I've it. made a big mistake. No. Okay. Emily's more than happy to say she doesn't like something. <laughs> uh, she's like, I hate green tea and I hate you. Nick. Let's see how much she hates it. it. If it's enough to hate you as a person. <laughs> Nick, I don't hate you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You haven't had... decided about the tea yet though. <laughs> um, Nick, do you like the tea? Yeah, it's green tea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, I feel like I'm not like a sommelier of tea. Is there is that a thing? I don't know. We call ourselves that, but yeah. we're not sure if it's <laughs> sure. a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I I really can't tell the difference between green teas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. Mm-hmm. So, but I always drink tea plain. I don't put any sugar or anything else in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. That's all. Do you regularly drink tea? I do. I drink green tea every day. Every day at work. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's a good work. work I good have work. like a routine. So I in the morning I have a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and then I feel like I shouldn't have a second cup of coffee, so I have a cup of green tea. Right. That does sound very healthy. Mm-hmm. Do you drink your coffee black as well? I do. There you go. Yeah. Wow. That's now you're being just very healthy. I, <laughs> unlike you, well, similarly and not similarly, mm-hmm. I drink coffee in the morning, but I put milk and sugar in it. Sure. Quite a bit of milk, a little mm-hmm. bit of sugar. And then yeah. I follow it up with black tea, which also has milk and sugar. Okay. Sometimes multiple cups of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but beyond your daily routine, what is your relationship to tea like? Did you grow up drinking tea? I did grow up. Re- uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother was very much into tea. Uh, she's Filipino, and we would have the whole tea set, like the teapot, and then there would be like the the little teacups, and like there would be little pastries and stuff like that. So we would have like tea time uh, when I was younger. Yeah. Um, tea time's fun. Tea time is fun. I feel like I should do that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I moved out and never talked to my mother. I, I'm <laughs> kidding about that. <laughs> and now your only you your, now your only memory is that cup of tea you drink once a oh, day. Every time I drink that green tea, I'm like, I wonder what my mom's doing. I haven't talked to her in twenty years. Anyway, but she's still drinking tea. <laughs> she probably is still drinking tea. But that's the way you communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Send messages in your tea. This is the only connection I have with my mother is this green tea. Oh no. Hmm. Do you feel your mother's presence right now? <laughs> I actually got her a tea set for Christmas. Ooh, you did, yeah. Aww. It all so comes back. It all it all comes oh. back around. I'm I'm gonna try and rekindle this relationship that I've lost 20 years ago. Mom, I'm sorry. I, there was no reason I stopped talking to you. <laughs> you were a great mom. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I got things I'm doing. Instead of an olive branch, it's a a crumbled up leaves. <laughs> yeah, basically, token yeah. of peace. Yeah, but I know some people get crazy with their tea. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like to have it in the bag. Like I think my mom would have it in the I don't know what they are called, but like infuser, the infuser. Yeah, yeah. We a lot of times have loose leaf tea on this podcast, but today we had a lot of bag tea choices. So sure. you picked you picked the one you picked. That's fine. I'm not. Yeah. Is this is this the tea you drink? Which what tea do you drink at work? Do you know the brand? I. Um, herbal something? Is that a thing? Um, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> herbal something? The tea brand? <laughs> um, you know, herbal something. Uh, I, our, our tea brand at work is Two Buds. Two, two buds. buds. Yes. Like two, not like buds like friends, but like two like leaf buds. Like, maybe they also are friends. I don't know. I never asked the container. You don't know if buds are also friends? I don't Is that the question? <laughs> It's celestial seasonings. Celestial mm. seasonings. Okay. I was kind of I I floating that in my head. I was like, because I, I, when you said herbal something, I was like, eh, kind of celestial seasonings. Even though the, the words aren't quite the same, it still made me think that was maybe the one. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh, also, a good. Uh, I feel like a common like office brand. Yes. Like, say, buy like a whole box of. Mm-hmm. Do you like celestial seasonings? Um. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Sure. It's tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's tea. We. Despite the fact that we are snobby about our tea generally, we're also perfectly fine with just normal. <laughs> we're not above yeah. just a normal mm-hmm. bag tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm having a great time with this. I'm not spitting it out going, puh, puh, what is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. How dare you choose Lipton Pure? <laughs> Lipton Pure. I'm going to go 
pick my own tea. I don't know where tea comes from. <laughs> uh, it comes from a bush. Yeah, bush. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I've learned I, something. Uh, I was in Japan over the summer, and I took a photo of me with a tea bush. <laughs> Very cool. I was yeah. like, I need a picture of me with this bush. <laughs> it's not a good picture of me, <laughs> but I am there with a tea bush. I oh. saw a picture of a pineapple, like when it's still growing, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. Yeah. It's like a pineapple. Do you know what that looks like? There's like a little plant. Yeah, it's like a, and they're just like, it's just the one pineapple on that one plant. Yeah. It's very crazy. It's kind of like cabbage or something. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about how, I always assume they grew on a tree. I think everyone thinks they grow like coconuts grow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they're kind of like from this, it's like pina coladas and stuff yeah. like that. But a pineapple is not growing on a tree. It's just like its own little plant. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Wow. There's a Pokemon that is based on a pineapple plant, which is maybe how I know this. <laughs> is that the um, the one with the long neck? No. That's based on coconuts, I would okay. say. Yeah. Which is the pineapple one? Um, I don't know the name of it, but it's the final evolution of like Lotad, Lotoad, something. It's like a little, it starts off a little frog lily pad thing, but then turns into this little bush with like a spiky head. <laughs> And I think that's supposed to be a pineapple-ish thing. Hmm. I could be wrong that that's what they're going for, but it seemed right to me. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a tall. It looks like a like a anthropomorphic version of a pineapple plant. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, I think is it time. I think it's time. Let's ask the question. Okay. Um, Matt, I have a question. Me first. You. Yep. Matt, would you say that this Lipton green tea pure? <laughs> Is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Uh, this, as as mentioned, it's uh, we're, we've got a basic green tea here. Green tea is great. This tea does, t- does not disappoint. Is my cup of tea? Thumb, my thumb is up. One one out of one. One out of one so far. Nick, I'm gonna ask you pretty much the same question. I might word it slightly differently, but do you find Lipton's green tea? which is also pure, <laughs> to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. He's thinking. I'm an easy person to impress. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Lipton Pure is my cup of tea. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. They did it. Wow, wow, wow. I'm glad that you're impressed by our tea. Mm-hmm. I would say that Lipton Pure is like the fast and the furious of teas in that I know it's not the best thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. but like it's a it's an entertaining tea yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah i, I like that description i don't need my brain uh enhanced every time i watch a movie or drink tea sometimes i just want to enjoy what's going on mm-hmm. lipped in pure tea too fast too furious <laughs> uh pure pure fast pure fast pure furious. Pure furious. <laughs> emily uh do you find the lipton green tea pure uh, your cup of tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea to be or not to be. Um, that's a great question, Matt. And I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm going to take you on a story. I have this tea at home. This is a tea I have at home. Oh wow! And it's in my green tea holder. I have lots of other green teas in that green tea holder. And I, when I want a green tea, I open it up, and it's above my head, so I just pick a random one. And so when I pick this one, I'm always a little sad. But then I go to my freezer, I get out some frozen berries, I put them at the bottom of the cup, pour hot water over the whole thing, and then I make a berry green tea. Wow. Mm. And then I enjoy it. 
but on its own. I don't love this tea because it, it just tastes like grass. And I don't like green tea that much unless it has flavoring in it. I'm so sorry to this tea. It's not my cup of tea. Wow. <laughs> Although it's good and I will continue drinking it. That's how bougie you are. You put frozen berries at the bottom of wow. a glass. <laughs> yeah, I put fro- frozen berries. I didn't in. know this was that kind of a pun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this was that kind of Emily. <laughs> yeah. I have little frozen blueberries that I use for when I go through my smoothie phases, which has not been in a while because I have to keep yogurt at my house to go through a smoothie phase. I don't know why I'm saying this so angrily. <laughs> I put frozen blueberries at the bottom of my tea at in my penthouse. Yeah, I'm in my... On Central Park West. <laughs> I'm in my penthouse. I'm on Central Park West. I put tiny little blueberries in it that are organic. You had your, you had your butler get you. <laughs> You're reaching up to your high shelf because you have so many shelves, so, so much storage. <laughs> so many bags of tea. Thousands of different teas. That's why she hired a tall butler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Butler, reach the top shelf. Don't see it. Don't tell me what you're picking. I say in that voice too. I'm British and all. But if you pick a bad tea, you're going to have to get me berries. <laughs> oh, man. Well, two for two. Not so bad. But Emily puts her thumb up. If there's, if you put berries at the bottom, it would be a thumb up for Emily. <laughs> when are we going to make uh, frozen berry tea? <laughs> I can bring over frozen berries. And this might be this might be a worthwhile project to do sometime. You've had over ninety of these podcasts, yeah, and no berries. No, not mm-hmm. in the tea. No, not in no. the tea. Not Maybe. frozen, at least. Maybe mm. the next hundred will do it. Interesting. <laughs> this, I I do this all the time. I didn't think this was a weird concept. I got I got to jazz it up a little bit. I don't think it's that weird. It's just worth talking about and making fun of a little bit. Sometimes it's mostly blueberries, but sometimes I'll throw a little raspberry in there. Sometimes a blackberry, depending on what's what's in my hand, that I reach into my frozen blueberry bag, or frozen blackberry. <laughs> Why don't you what's look at on? things? <laughs> You're just like, all right, I'm gonna get whatever tea comes out. <laughs> Lipton. I'm gonna get whatever berry comes out. Blueberries. <laughs> yeah, how high is your freezer? You can't look into it. <laughs> I just okay. open open your eyes and just like choose what you enjoy. <laughs> So the problem with the green teas is that I have lots of green teas and I know I have to get rid of them. And so wow. there's some I really like and there's some I don't like so much, but I know I can make the ones I don't like so much better because I have the, the, the berries. Mm-hmm. So I just let it, I just let it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I go, I get out my frozen, my frozen berry bag. I put it on my counter and I do look in, but I just get a little handful. And if that little handful has raspberries or blackberries is fine is this like a trader joe's mixed bag kind whole of thing foods, but whole yeah. foods but like mixed berry so yeah okay mm. okay how many berries do you put in like the, a pinch amount like whatever you can get in your fingers <laughs> the amount that seems right uh-huh. um i'd say because i i've had these these mixed ones they're pretty mixed up so yeah. like if you get enough you're probably just getting all of them <laughs> yeah but the um organic blueberries are really small mm-hmm so I don't know. I don't know. I put in enough to like not completely cover the bottom of the cup, but like okay, 75% covered. Okay. So we're talking like 10 berries probably. Somewhere. Eight around. berries, 10 berries. Like between 10 to 15. Ooh, okay. Well, now that that's settled, tea talk done. <laughs> tea talk complete. Go to your frozen berry shelf and get yourself some frozen berries. Surprise yourself. <laughs> okay. Nick. Yes. Um, I want you to know that we've so enjoyed this conversation so far. However, none of it matters anymore. Good. 
So just pretend like it didn't happen. Great. Because Already now, done. <laughs> now it's your topic time. And it's your topic. What would you like your topic to be today? So I had it down to two different topics. Okay. <laughs> and I had found out that sketch comedy was done last episode, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to talk about a specific part of sketch comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. But the other topic I would like to talk about is cooking shows and baking. Cooking shows and baking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I started watching The Great British Bake Off. Great show. Just an amazing show where everybody got along and they would help each other. Mm-hmm. There was no cash reward. Ugh. At the very end of it, you would just get a plate. And the reward was just making nice Friends. stuff. Yeah. Friends and pastries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and from there, I really got into cooking shows in general. So I got into Nailed It. And I got into No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a cooking show. It's more of like a travel show with a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and then David Chang um, has his different shows. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started cooking a lot more myself. And I love it. I love cooking. I love baking. I try and do a different recipe every weekend. And I bring it into my work. So my work is very excited to get it's different. Exciting. So yeah. they forgive you for the window thing because you bring in cookies or baking. Yeah. It's the only reason they keep me around. Yeah. Because I'm a dictator otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And they better like my cooking because I control the window. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in your office. <laughs> I just like, you have all kinds uh, of You'll eat my brownie if you want this window to stay open. You have so many goods and services that you are providing and withholding at your at your leisure. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how dictatorships yeah. Yeah. work. Oh, no, it's exactly how they work. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. cut the power out. You can <laughs> if you don't keep people happy enough, then they overthrow you. So, so you have to give them something. So I give them uh, blondies. Just and like Marie Antoinette said. Let them, let eat, them cake. eat cake. Ta-da. Ta-da. We did it. All right. Um, okay, I want to go back to the beginning of your story, to mm-hmm. the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. What do you um, want to talk about? How did you start watching it? I honestly started watching it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I realized that they came out with episodes that were after what came out on Netflix. Yeah. And I was so obsessed with it that I started to illegally download the Scandal. episodes in advance. All right, let's bring in the police. This is on the record now. So come and get me. Anyway. Um, the but are on there but that's, that's how much I love the British Baking Show mm-hmm. was that I would, I needed to find out what happened mm-hmm. before anyone on Netflix found out what happened. So. Uh-huh. What's, your, what's your favorite season? I have a favorite season. I will share mine after you share yours. <laughs> we're oh, we're man, certain you have one. so much pressure. <laughs> um, or a favorite contestant. I really like the, the most recent season, like the very last season. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one contestant who was like a goth. I'm not very good with names, but she was a contestant who would make everything like a spider or she would make, uh, yeah, like she would always try and find some gothic uh, interpretation of the challenge. So mm-hmm. she would make like a dragon slayer or something like mm-hmm. that. She did not win because she was probably just a terrible baker. Um, <laughs> I'm sure her stuff looked good, but it was just like, you know, yeah, uh, this is dark and not tasty. That yeah. was it. So how about you? Uh, my favorite season, I don't remember the season, but my favorite contestant was Nadia. I think I'm pretty sure that was her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... 
she struggled at the beginning, but then she found her own. And I loved her story. It always made me happy. And then she baked a cake for the queen later, which I couldn't get past. And she didn't end up winning her season? No, she won. Oh, she won. She won. Nadia won. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was... I have to double check, but yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And I cried. I was so happy for her. <laughs> How many seasons of this show are there? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's like... Yeah. There's yeah. like at least six on Netflix. I'm going to Google Nadia just so I can see her face. Um, She, um, she had a family um, and she like always said how she never did anything for herself until this moment when mm-hmm. she did the show and it always made me so happy for her wow and her her sons and husband seemed so supportive of her all of her baking and then she won and baked a cake for the queen which again is my dream is uh, to bake a cake what for is the queen. what is what is one and baked a cake for the queen was that the prize or did that just happen that afterwards just happened afterwards <laughs> if you win you get to bake a cake for the queen oh <laughs> no if you win you just get a platter is yes nadia oh i remember her She's great. Yeah. Um, What's funny about the Great British Baking Show is they're very specific about how they choose people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just my own personal opinion. Yes. This isn't based on anything I know in yeah. real life. But they always have someone who's like a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. The they always one. have someone who's an old person. The old, old There's person. like maybe an old woman and an older man. And the old woman, her, she lives at home and her husband will help like make things to help her bake. <laughs> Like, yeah. like tins and stuff that have That's like it. stencils. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always have like a semi-attractive woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're just trying to hit every demographic yeah. in the show. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> just um, literally pick someone from every demographic and put them and, on. Mm-hmm. And they also, something that it just makes me aghast is that the girls oftentimes wear like very cute outfits, even though they know they're going to bake all day. Uh-huh. They like wear like dresses and stuff. And I'm like... I mean, I know you're going to be on TV, but you also have to like play with flour, which from my experience baking, I'm never clean afterwards. No, no. Well, and one thing I've realized as I've started baking a lot more now is that there's a ton of editing done in Great Rich Bake Off Mm -hmm. because most of the time you're just sitting around waiting for something to bake. Yeah. So you put it in the oven and then you wait an hour. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that in that tent, a lot of the time they're just like, Mm-hmm. What do I do now? You my, know, my favorite part of the show is when they show them just watching the baked goods rise and like sitting on the ground in front of the stove mm-hmm. and just staring at. <laughs> They're oh. just on their knees looking and like, just like, "Is this gonna work?" It's not. It's not. It's not rising. It's not. I can't do it a British accent, oh, but I'm gonna try. Oh, it's not rising. <laughs> oh, it's it's not rising. <laughs> How long does this need to proof? Oh, I don't know. I have to take it out. Um, oh, I left it in too long. <laughs> Okay, so I've never seen this show. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask some questions now. So there's not a winner to the show? Or there, there is, is a winner. winner, yes. There is a winner. There's they always win. a winner. Um, they win a glass plate. And they, how, like, are people eliminated or are you just like earning points throughout the season or how, how do you determine the winner? So someone is eliminated every week. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they start out with a big group of people and then every week they say, this is the... Star Baker for the week, and then this is someone who's eliminated. Mm-hmm. And then the very last episode is the last three people left, and then they choose a winner and the runner-ups. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are these are these normal people on the show, or are they or are they like professional bakers already? They're amateur bakers. They're all amateur bakers. Yeah. All amateurs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do a lot. Do people win and then turn into professional bakers? <laughs> I think some of them. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a very popular show in mm-hmm. the UK. It's popular here. And when someone ends up winning the show, a lot of them go on to start their own bakeries. Okay. 
Um, they also get an Instagram following of me. Um, <laughs> and I follow quite a few of these bakers on Instagram. One of my favorites from a more recent season, was I think was her name was Brianni? Brianni? Brianni. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and she oftentimes like posts photos of them all hanging out, which makes me so happy that they... They went through a season together and then, you know, they're still friends and still, still get together. It's yeah. beautiful. I, so I, I don't watch any cooking ones, but this, uh, I'll, I have a brief anecdote off on the side of that is that I watched the TV show, uh, fool us, which is the magicians go on and they try to fool Penn and Teller with their magic trick. And, uh, I've always, I guess like if you like a lot of people on that show, some of them are like, or basically they're all like semi at least semi-professional magicians if not full-time their full-time job uh but people go on that and it just like blows up their whole career like mm-hmm. just being on that show there it like is this huge boost to them so i guess i imagine these winners on this tv show probably have the same bump where it's like oh just by being on here you get i mean probably as long as you're halfway decent yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it like really just shoots them to the top and you get to bake a cake for the queen yeah. <laughs> i was just so happy for her it made me so happy um, but so Great British Bake Off, mm-hmm. which took you to other cooking shows. One of them you mentioned was Nailed It, No Reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, did you just wanted to keep seeing people bake stuff or? I think I liked seeing people eat good food. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the baking was part of it, but No Reservations. Anthony Bourdain doesn't cook anything. Mm-hmm. He's just going and eating different foods in different places. Yeah. Um, I like Nailed It because I, I like the hosts of Nailed It. Mm-hmm. I, I like Nicole. Um, what, what is Nailed It? What happens on that one? I don't know any of these shows. <laughs> so there's a show called Nailed It where they have not just amateur bakers, but people who are terrible bakers <laughs> yeah. on. Okay. And they make them do contests that are clearly impossible. Yeah. Okay. That only like advanced like, bakers could possibly yeah. pull off. And like Pinterest, like Pinterest cakes, like this, this Superman cake or this volcanic cake with so, smoke coming so out. So the nailed it is kind of like a, a rib. Yeah. Like you it's did not joke. nail it. So yeah. you pull it out and you say nailed it. And then it's like they show <laughs> the perfect cake next to it. And then they show your frankenstein creation next to the perfect cake mm-hmm. is this on netflix yes, it is on netflix. Is. i would watch this <laughs> um, it's such host... a it's such a hit that they have it in different countries now yeah. so there's like uh, nailed in mexico and nailed it france yeah. and, you know i can't believe i'm just now hearing about this this sounds right up my alley <laughs> it is enjoyable it's hosted by nicole Bayer. okay and the other judge is um jocks torres yeah he's like Jacques a chocolatier mm-hmm. and i like their uh their banter yeah, because Jacques is like a, a true like baker and mm-hmm. Nicole is just a wild comedian, a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> who had knows nothing about baking. And, yeah. You know, so, yeah. I might have to check this show out. This is the first time I've ever heard of a reality show that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first time ever. And they do like, they have like, for the second round that you can like freeze other people to like make them stop working or like get help from the judge. Um <laughs> And then is, also, this, is this elimination too, or is this like one episode and you're done? One episode and you're done. Mm-hmm. Although there's a winner at the end of the episode. Yeah, is the winner the one who did the best or who did the worst? <laughs> the winner is the one who did the best of the worst. They're mm-hmm. all terrible. Yeah, I'm but, just wondering, you could give an award to be like you were the worst. Congratulations. <laughs> um, what do you think is so appealing about that show? Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it is very different from Great British Baking. Very show. Very different. The appeal to me 
is that uh, it's like schadenfreude. Like I yeah. can watch them and be like, I could do better than this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it's like you're kind of in a way making fun of what they've done. Yeah. Um, and I, I think obviously the appeal, the hosts are great mm-hmm. at making people feel good, even though they've created really just disastrous things. Yeah. They got to know yeah. what they're, they got to know whether they've made a disaster. Like if you, if you try out for nil that, you know what you're getting into yeah. and you're fine with it. And no one's ever like heartbroken that they've lost because they know they're not great. Yeah. The odds are too high. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever see the blog, uh, cake Rex? It's, uh, like Rex is in wreck to your car. Oh, uh, it's a whole blog about like finding cakes. Usually they're like either grocery store cakes, but also like maybe someone did make you a cake, but the design looks awful mm-hmm. <laughs> or like there's usually it's, it sounds like it's kind of similar, but this is just showing you like, this will just be photos of like what it should be versus what it is. And you go, Oh, you made a really ugly version of that cake or whatever. <laughs> it's a good mm-hmm. blog. Uh, it sounds like it's almost the same premise, except in this, you don't, since it's a blog, you don't watch people actually make the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the blog like Cake Rex and the term Nailed It in general started before Nailed It became a show. Yeah. So people would go on like a subreddit that was called Nailed It or something mm-hmm. like that, where they would see like, this is what I was supposed to be making. This is what I actually made. And someone actually made that into a TV show. Mm. And that's how it started. So mm-hmm. it started as a Reddit. It started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the show because it makes me want to go try these crazy cakes, even though I know I'm not going to. They also make such stupid mistakes. I'm just like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I say that, like, the, the shows inspired me to bake, mm-hmm. they inspired me in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it felt good to create with Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. And with Nailed It, it was just like, well, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's kind of like, so I'm a writer mm-hmm. and I can get inspired by every different kind of sketch out there. Yeah. Because if a sketch is a terrible sketch, then I'll be like, I can write better than that. Why am yeah. I not on the show? Yeah. <laughs> and if a sketch is a great sketch, then it just inspires me to try and be better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. baking is the same way to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you said that you've started baking and cooking more in your own life. How do you decide which recipes you want to make? I think I just ask people. Mm-hmm. So when I'm trying to decide what I want to, to make, mm-hmm. I think about who's going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And what what's crazy is I'm not like a huge eater of sweets mm-hmm. or baked goods or even bread. Mm-hmm. Um, so it matters to me to have someone who's going to try it because I'm not going to eat an entire loaf of banana bread or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um so I just try and give, it, it feels like a way to give back to friends. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite recipe that you've done? Honestly, it's uh butterscotch cookies, a really simple recipe, mm-hmm. but I feel like my whole life I never knew how to make cookies great. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I finally was able to nail like making great cookies. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, do you, uh, are you much more heavy on the, uh, the baking versus like cooking like a, like dinners and things like that? I'm probably heavier on the baking mm-hmm. right now, but I just made like a slow cooker lasagna mm-hmm. for friends the other day. So I'm happy to make anything 
it's just it's easier to share something that's baked mm-hmm. it's much easier to like share. you can share a lot of blondies or a lot of cookies or a lot of bread mm-hmm. but you can't bring a lasagna to work and be like does anybody want lasagna you know <laughs> yeah. so that's true you could if you made enough uh-huh <laughs> yeah three slow cooker lasagnas <laughs> um i have a question about your cookies uh-huh um do you how how much do you melt the butter before you bake them? This is my key to baking. How is much it? do you melt the butter? So is this gonna be controversial? I don't think so. <laughs> I melt the butter completely. Okay. So there are people who will put in the butter not melted when they when they blend it. I melt it completely. Mm-hmm. I put the sugar in, then I mix it, mm-hmm. and then I let it sit for a while. Then I mix it again. I let it sit for a while and I mix it again. The reason for that is that when you allow it to sit in the hot butter, mm-hmm. it caramelizes the sugar a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it gives it like a nice sweet caramel taste to it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that one before. I actually very rarely melt my butter to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I just mix the sugar and the butter straight together. Okay. Because I don't like a flat cookie. Sure. So I like to have the butter melt in the oven and it makes your cookies more. You like the big like, I like mountainous cookies? Yeah, like a thicker cookie, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're wrong. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Especially with my snickerdoodles. <laughs> I don't like... Some people make snickerdoodles really flat, but I don't like them really flat. I don't mm-hmm. like them to be... I have a kind of a secret to make it so you get the best of both worlds in that. Um, so when you're when you're rolling the cookie into the ball, mm-hmm. it's a really dumb, crazy idea. But all you got to do is take the cookie mm-hmm. and you tear it apart and then you put the two pieces together with the mountainous edges. Because there's something about making a perfect ball and then putting it in the oven that mm-hmm. flattens it out. Yeah. But if you have the mountainous edges on top, it it allows it to rise a little bit more. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. We got some hot tips on this episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to bake. Uh, where did you learn that? From TV or not TV? I learned it from the internet, actually. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of good tips on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Reddit started a whole TV show, so... <laughs> Do you have any other tips for baking? Anything that you've discovered? Any tips? Your favorite tip, maybe. <laughs> um, if there's such a thing. This is my favorite tip. <laughs> if anyone ever asked me what my favorite tip about anything I enjoy, I'd be like, I have no idea what my favorite tip is. <laughs> I feel like there's pressure. Like, I need to think of I a I can give you one tip. of mine. Yeah, please do. I sure. always add, if a recipe calls for vanilla or cinnamon, I always add pretty much I just double it you put more in yeah so if it's like one teaspoon of vanilla it's like okay that, it's, that's getting two really okay yeah. of, of what things just vanilla and cinnamon those are the things I mostly add mm-hmm. like if it's like other seasonings I will add a little bit more but not quite that much that's like I'll add a little more nutmeg a little more cloves that was like a big thing on the Great Rich Baking Show where people would put in too much extract of something and then Paul Holly would be like all I can taste is this extract mm-hmm. um because it, it, you have to be very careful with extract. That's the reason yeah. why it's called extract. Is that it's just like a yeah. drop of it really changes things. So yeah, yeah. I don't find that to be a problem with vanilla. Okay, but I don't really ever use any other extracts. So <laughs> um, I have heard him say that though. Yeah, when he's like, it's too much of just You're, lemon extract or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you never think he's talking to you. Um, listen, <laughs> I don't think I would get along with Paul Hollywood in real life. Well, 
but I do want one of his handshakes. <laughs> um, Does he give interesting handshakes? No, it's just it's a sign that you did a really good job. Oh, okay. Um, can we go back to the Great British Bake Off for one quick second? For I just, just a second. Of, I mean, not just a second. I just thought of something else. Okay, go ahead. So there was a change of judges. Well, judge, judges and hosts. Yeah. Recently. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on the new the new judge and the new host? This is also controversial, but I like the new host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like all the hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the new guy, and again, terrible with names. Mm-hmm. New guy is like a gothic guy. Yeah, I don't. I honestly have <laughs> no idea what his name uh, is. And he brings something very different to the show than the mm-hmm. the other two hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like them all in their own way. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Okay. How about you? Um, I miss Mary Berry every day, but I do like the new judge whose name, I think her name is Prue. I actually do think it her is, name Prue. is Prue. Yeah. Um, Prue. I just liked Mary Berry's uh, drunken energy. Because <laughs> uh-huh. she just wanted But to Prue is also, but she also, there's something about being an old lady in Britain that's like, I love alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I prefer the old hosts. Okay. Uh, I do. Sue and the other one. <laughs> I think I prefer the old hosts too. Yeah. I probably prefer Mary Berry over oh, Prue. Love Mary Berry. Uh but over over yeah. I mean I even though he's not as good as the other two, I mm-hmm. still like I'm not upset that he's You're still a, not yeah. yeah. I mean he grew on me. I didn't like it at first at all. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, okay, it's fine that you're here. Okay. Are the hosts also bakers? Are the judge the judges are bakers, I guess. The judges are bakers and the hosts are not. They're comedians. Just whoever. Varying qualities. Yeah. I know that the guy who is on it now was on a group called the Mighty Boosh. Ah, that I know. I'm aware of the group, <laughs> but I don't know his name off the top of my head. This is yeah. How he much? He was I... the goth one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that's all I got. He has black hair. Okay, Matt. Do you ever cook? Do you bake? No. <laughs> no. I well. I how do you eat? I tried to. Um, make pretzels one time that's my one baking experiment i did and i failed miserably there's a youtube video of me trying to do it uh and it's 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 mostly just my sadness about the my inability to make these pretzels although i'm learning that it's well ultimately it's because i don't bake very much but i i sort of went in going that's just following instructions why can't i i can just follow instructions and then it turns out it's it's harder than that (laughs) and i feel like what happened uh i think they were too wet because mm-hmm. you're supposed to like dip them in oil this is a while ago so i'm forgetting some of the details but i remember thinking oh well this will dry i guess in the oven <laughs> that's how it works and then i baked it for as long as i was supposed to and then it was still kind of wet and weird and didn't really rise correctly um <laughs> so they're just kind of gross just yeah. really sloppy honestly Nailed it, really. <laughs> uh, you should go on the show. Yeah, I, yeah. you're talking about. It, I was like, I could be, I could be on that show. I could be, mm-hmm. I could, I kind of have that attitude where I'm like, I, oh, I can just follow instructions, and I have too much uh, confidence in myself. <laughs> Turns out I can't just follow instructions, and I would, I would make something not great. <laughs> they made Marvel cupcakes once on an episode I watched recently. You would like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought of some new other cooking shows that I love and I want to discuss with you. Okay, go ahead. Chopped. I've only seen a couple episodes of Chopped, but Chopped's great. It's my, it's my favorite. Chopped, what do they do on Chopped? Oh my God, it's the best show of all time. <sighs> you got to tell me what they do on these I know. Shows. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much I love it and how I should go home and watch it. But so there's three, no, four chefs and they're like professional chefs 
they either like work in kitchens or they're like head chefs or like they have a food truck or like they're mm-hmm. chefs mm-hmm. and there's three rounds. So the first round is the appetizer round and they get like, I don't know, 25 minutes. I don't know what the exact amount of time. And then they get the mystery box, which has a bunch of things that you wouldn't normally think to cook with. They're either kind of gross or like they don't make sense for appetizers. So like, I, I can't think of any for appetizers, but like they would get like chocolate sauce and they'd have to use it in an appetizer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they have to make it. And then the judges judge it. And then one person gets eliminated from that round. And then they do their main course round. And they get more time, but new ingredients that also, like, you wouldn't make sense for a dinner, but they have to use. So, like, sometimes it's, like, it's like um, gummy bears or... The ingredients are weird. They're like, like, all right, and then you have cough syrup yeah. and stuff and like, like that. <laughs> like canned pistachios. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like weird things. Wow, what a few things I'd love to put all those together. <laughs> And my favorite round is the next round. And this is my most controversial opinion in cooking shows is that the dessert round in Chopped is the best round. And most people think it's the worst round, but I disagree. And I'm going to tell you why it's the best round. Because no one can bake desserts. They might think that they're good chefs, but they all fail at the dessert round. Hmm. They always think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make some ice cream. And then they (laughs) break the machine Uh or they don't know how to make the ice cream. So then they just end up serving a puddle. They (laughs) they think of desserts that take way longer than the 20 minutes that they have. So they have like, they do have like access to like, like, like quick freezy things. Like, like a, like a, it's like an instant freezer and it like freezes stuff. But then they like don't know how to use it and then it doesn't work out. Or they don't give themselves enough time and they always make bread pudding. It's like their go-to. They're like, oh, bread pudding. And it's, it's my favorite round because and they, so, should, so they pe- should be better. So people generally don't like this round. Ugh. I'm like surprised. A lot of people. It's even it even still on the show if people don't actually like it. I would say for the most part, it's like the people, the one that people like the least, but it's my, by far my favorite. What are, far. what are What is people's favorite? Is it usually the dinner uh, one? The one of the first two. One of the first two. Um. But then, then they, after the dessert round, they pick one winner. So after each round, someone goes. But the, the dessert round, there's just two of them. And they... And you get one. You you're, you do like one episode and you're done. Yeah. Like it's not a season thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they'll bring back champions and yeah. stuff like that. It's like Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> like Jeopardy. My idea for a cooking show, and Food uh-huh. Network can take this, is Chopped for Amateurs. Okay. This is, what, this is how it works. I've thought about this a lot because I truly love this show. Um, it's like an eight-week show where they take amateur chefs and they teach them how to do chopped. So they like tell them like these, these type of ingredients are good for these things. And they like teach them how to cook. And then the final round, the final three people do an actual version of chopped. And then there's one winner for the entire season. I think it's a great idea. I would go on the show. That is a great idea. Really what I want is to go on to chopped. Yeah. It would be terrible food. (laughs) I would love every second of it. It's like nailed it for chopped is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I but they get trained beforehand. They don't just get thrown in. I thought of two valuable tips okay. for, for cooking. Okay. Here we go. They're both breakfast based. Okay. Number one, do you ever make French toast? I have. So the problem that people do with French toast is they take bread and then they dip it in the egg and then they try and make French toast with it. Uh, but the problem is that the the, the toast isn't where the bread isn't able to take in the egg mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's too wet. Mm-hmm. 
So what happens with a lot of French toast is it's just like, it's like bread with like a little egg on top. Mm -hmm. So the secret is you put the egg into the oven for a little while so it dries out. Interesting. And then when you take it out, it you have dry bread and then you dip it in the egg and the egg gets soaked into mm -hmm. the bread. So that's how you get the really nice moist French toast that you get at like a, a great brunch place. Mm. That's a great tip. And the second tip is scrambled eggs. Tell us. People are cooking scrambled eggs at too hot of a setting. You should do it almost close to low and just let it curdle for a long time. And then you, that's how you get the nice fluffy eggs. Whenever you make eggs, you should also make it with two full eggs and then one yolk. Mm. So that's how you get the yellow in the egg. And uh, then it's the nice fluffy like curdled scrambled eggs because bad scrambled eggs are bad like they're just very like burnt or they're brown mm. but mm -hmm. good scrambled eggs are very good that's now, a good tip now mm -hmm. we're talking scrambled eggs i make them almost every day so now uh -huh. we're talking useful tips for me <laughs> yeah i mean if you have time yeah, yeah. you should you should let them just cook a little longer yeah keep it at low i do uh actually uh maybe not don't quite fully do that tip but i uh i do tend to keep it on a lower setting than I think some people do. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I have the timing all right though. So, cause I also make English muffins and I have the timing. Oh, and I have the timing for my tea, my English muffins and my eggs to all be ready at the same time. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. So you do cook. <laughs> you say you didn't cook. Uh, yeah. You I only, I eggs. only do breakfast <laughs> uh -huh. and I only really make, uh, I mean, sometimes I make other kinds of eggs, but it's usually scrambled eggs and some sort of bread I'm toasting. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, do you put any, uh, cream in your eggs or milk or anything like that? Uh, put milk in. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Splash of milk. Mm -hmm. Also, tr if I do also have the time, I try to let it, uh, the eggs get closer to room temperature, which I hear is also good. <laughs> yeah. I can let them sit for a little longer uh, so they're not freezer cold. And also my other baking thing, <laughs> my one other thing, then, we're, then I'm truly done with the stuff I do. Uh, and this might not be weird to bakers, but I feel like, I spent my whole life refrigerating my butter. I do not refrigerate butter. My butter is kept at room temperature in a thing right there around the corner. Because <laughs> uh, butter doesn't need to be refrigerated, and it spreads really nicely in, uh, when it's room temperature. That's actually a really great tip. Yeah. I didn't know it won't go bad if it's no. just left out Yeah, forever. Uh, I mean, uh, probably not forever, now. ever, but, mm. uh, I mean, probably long enough where you're going to use the butter. Uh, I don't even use butter that much, but, um, I still get through it before it goes bad. That's good. It's, uh, big in, I think in Europe, they don't even do it like at all. I think here it's a big scaredy cat, uh, refrigeration thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's great. And it is so butter also like doesn't really in the summer, sometimes I will just keep it in the refrigerator because if it's too hot, it does get melty. Um, but most of the year, it's fine. It stays solid. I'm going to put my butter on the counter when I get home, and my wife and I are going to have a fight about it <laughs> because she's going to be like, what is this butter? I'm like, this is, what Matt, Matt. Yeah. this is what Matt told me. This is, I'm tired of your weird American conspiracy theories about <laughs> butter. Um, I do know that actually, in, I think in Europe, and I'm pretty sure this is true, that they don't refrigerate eggs. The mm -hmm. thing about eggs is that they don't have to be refrigerated until they have been refrigerated. And then they have to be. Then they so, have to be. So, so like. I can, I can even further explain this. I know yeah. the truth. I Thank know goodness. the truth behind the Thank eggs. Thank goodness. We have a specific egg washing process in the United States. This is how the, you know, like FDA or however dictates that eggs must be sold. Mm 
and once we sort of wash them the way we wash them, it lose they lose their protective coating. So those perfect like white or brown eggs you have in your refrigerator are need to be refrigerated. But in other countries, they'll actually have more of a like a slime on them, like a like a thin coating of this. Uh, mm. uh, I think it's usually dried by the time you get it, but uh, the the washing process is what makes them need to be refrigerated. Mm. But that's thin like coating, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, and also European eggs look a little different if you get like, uh, um, scrambled eggs or something, they have like a different color to them. I don't, I don't have an explanation for that, but I have had eggs in Europe and they are a different color. (laughs) What is the color? It's just like a more orangey yellow. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you you know, once you cook them, (laughs) I've never cracked an egg myself in Europe. I've only had it served to me. (laughs) Um, do they taste better or worse? Uh, it tasted fine. It tasted the same to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really notice. I had something to say about eggs, and I completely forgot what it was. I completely forgot. <sighs> eggs are uh, great. Is that what you're? No, say? no, that's not what I was going to say. It was about baking. It was about cooking. It was about eggs. I, I was talking about how I used just the one yolk. Is that it? I and did. I, that, I, is, that is that is that is interesting. I've now never heard I that. find that interesting because I do. I usually make with three whole eggs, mm-hmm. but now I want to try. Just try it with, with two whole eggs and just the yolk yeah. of the third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try that one out. Um, I have a question for you. That's mm-hmm. not about eggs because I forgot what that was. Um, how often are you cooking a week? Are you like, do you cook throughout the week or do you only cook on weekends? I only cook on weekends right now okay. because I'm too busy. Yeah. So I have uh, two different sketch groups. Mm-hmm. So four nights on the weekdays, mm-hmm. I'm in one of the sketch groups that's it so yeah i would like to cook more but i don't yeah Mm -hmm. have you ever tried like the meal kits like blue apron or anything no i don't really believe in them i so for a long time i wanted to do a a company called handfuls because (laughs) when i would go and cook i would just need like one tablespoon of tomato paste. You mm-hmm. never need more than a tablespoon of tomato paste. And then you got this whole tomato paste. But then you have this whole tomato paste. And I'm like, what am I going to do with the rest of this? So I, I thought that we should start a company called Handfuls where mm-hmm. you can have one tablespoon of tomato paste delivered or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> or you can go to a store and just get one tablespoon. And then all of these companies came out, like Blue Apron, stuff yeah. like that, which is a little different than my company yeah. idea. But kind of the same thing. Where yeah. it's like, now we'll just give you exactly what you need for every recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's less fun if they give me exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And it's also expensive. It is expensive. I do it every once in a while. Not very often. But yeah. because I also don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But I hate to go grocery shopping. Yeah. And so I tend to eat very unhealthy because I'm ordering out a lot. So it is a little cheaper than ordering out. And uh, what, you is get a, to, what does a blue apron cost? I honestly... I haven't gotten Blue Apron in a while. I What I do, this is my key, mm-hmm. is that I go through them like there's like so many different companies that I go through and I get their like first few weeks like you get them cheaper. Yeah. They give you like a credit and then when that runs out, I go to a different one. Don't quote me on this, but it's not cheap. It's like nine ninety nine a meal or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's high. Um, But. My wife and I use Instacart mm-hmm. where they'll deliver the groceries to yeah. you. So I'll look up a recipe mm-hmm. and then I'll just have them deliver. So I also hate shopping for groceries, mm-hmm. but I can just look up a recipe, figure out what I need and have someone deliver it to. Yeah. So. 
I use Instacart every once in a while. Not yep. often, but every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, plug for Instacart. Non-plug for a Blue Apron. I, <laughs> if you'd like I to do, sponsor this podcast, Instacart. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy Blue Apron type things because I find when I cook, I cook very boring things because I know how to make it. Mm-hmm. But this causes me to have to expand my range. Although they also take forever and then I get bored. Blue Apron is much more likely to advertise on podcasts. So Blue Apron, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Hello Fresh, great podcast advertiser. Sun, <laughs> Sun Basket. These are all ones I've tried, guys. <laughs> They're all good. Okay. Yeah, get on us, all those companies. <laughs> email um, email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> all spelled out. <laughs> um I have one more question. What's your favorite type of thing to bake? My favorite type? Yeah. I love baking bread. Bread. Yeast because or quick? Yeast. Right. I'll do quick too, but mm-hmm. I, I I like that there's an entire process to it mm-hmm. because everything else is it says you know you have you can do this in thirty minutes or an hour, mm-hmm. but making a croissant it's like okay here's your week like you have to <laughs> put it aside for a couple of days and then take it out and knead it and put it aside for a couple more days yeah. like it's amazing to me that I can just go to a store and buy a croissant for three bucks and I'm like. This thing took like f- days to make. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. to me. I mean, because a bottle, bottle, whis- bottle of whiskey flaky. takes like five, eight years to make. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's really cool to think about when you think about that. I'm like, I'm drinking this whiskey that's been in a, a barrel for a decade, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All, for, all for you. This whiskey knows stuff. This whiskey has this croissant done has been some things. Some stuff. <laughs> this, this croissant has had a life. Yeah. You know? Longer than a fly's life. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I know, deep. <laughs> this whiskey has been uh, in a barrel longer than a dog has been alive. <laughs> you know, like an 18-year whiskey? Uh, it's older than most house pets, right? Uh, dead dog whiskey is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I like Red Stag. <laughs> um, Nick, yeah. do you have anything else you'd like to say about your topic of cooking shows and baking? I would say that if somebody doesn't feel like they can bake or has tried to make something like a pretzel <laughs> this is me. and then decided that they don't want to try it anymore, they should try it again. Mm. Uh, I I feel like the secret is definitely following the directions, but also like reading in advance and seeing where you're going to have problems. So it's very simple to think, oh, I can just follow a recipe. But the secret of following a recipe is not to just go one, two, three, four, because by the time you get to four, you'll be like, oh, I was supposed to do that earlier. Mm-hmm. Like read it through, know what you're doing, have your ingredients already pre-portioned uh, out. And then it's just like, it's such a great feeling to feel like you've created something every week. Mm-hmm. And that's something that only the arts and cooking can really do mm-hmm. for me. So you can make music, you can draw something, you can write something great, or you can make great food. Mm -hmm. And it all is coming from the same place to me. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll try making my pretzels again sometime. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Invite me over. I'll try them. Oh, God, they were so bad. Um, the video of him eating them is hilarious because he is I'll very upset. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was I was I was making these pretzels because I was trying to. I, I was all it was going to be kind of a comedy ish video anyways, but I was uh, going to do this like 
beer tasting thing where I was trying to make these two different beers and comparing them. And I was like, oh, I'll make pretzels. And that'll be like the palate cleanser thing. <laughs> and the video just like at some point, because I just, I just threw on the camera and started recording. And at some point it was just me. I decided it was all about these pretzels. <laughs> and there's a little bit about the beer still in there, but like, it's just all about the pretzels <laughs> and how sad they made me. <laughs> people liked it. I'm fine with people liking my sadness. <laughs> Did you brew the beers? Uh, no, it was so uh, quick tangent. Um, it was Bud- Budweiser. This is part of the comedy part. So it was a Budweiser beer. Uh-huh. And so Budweiser, the name Budweiser um, is actually a, sort of a stolen name. Oh. Uh, but uh, Budweiser is like beer from the Budweiser region of uh, forgetting exactly what this was from like Czechoslovakia area from like the sixties and like, uh, or some, I don't know, sometime in the past, I'm getting my dates wrong, <laughs> but the, uh, Al, Al, uh, one of the Bush family members <laughs> who does, who like created Budweiser, uh, went and found this beer and every beer in this area is called it's called uh, Budweiser. All the beer there is called Budweiser, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a Budweiser because it's from that's just what the generic term for beer there was. It was like stealing the name like IPA or some other beer na- or like lager, and like being unaware that that's actually a name of a type of beer. Brought it to America, made Budweiser, made history, etc. Meanwhile, there's this other beer that in America it's called Czechvar, mm. uh, and everywhere else in like or, or uh, Budweiser is not allowed to call themselves Budweiser where Czechvar is from where Czechvar is from it is called Budweiser <laughs> so there's this weird like copyright uh, yeah. thing going on or trademark rather um, with who gets the name Budweiser in this one area of the world so you're trying out these different beers and so I'm trying I'm comparing basically the two Budweisers Got and it. seeing what's going on neither of them are great <laughs> my pretzels were bad but both of them were better than the pretzels yes yeah. oh. And, uh, and I had to like travel to, I had to find this beer at some random beer store in, in Brooklyn. Like it took me a while to find a place that actually sold Czech bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they taste, they taste pretty much the same because literally Budweiser is like a stolen recipe from mm-hmm. this like other culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Czech bar is what it's called. Anyways. I th- <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's nice about recipes. Again, I always compare things to my writing again. It's that. There are groups that you really enjoy, like Kids in the Hall or Monty Python or something like that. And you kind of copy their style, mm-hmm. but then you start to make your own changes and then you develop your own voice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like recipes are kind of like that, where you copy the recipe and then you taste it and you say, oh, this could use a little more vanilla extract or mm-hmm. something like that. And then you, you start to create your own recipe from mm-hmm. the recipe you tried. So. So much philosophy coming from you today. Yeah. <laughs> You're so wise, Nick. I know. That's true. That's fine. Store your butter at room temperature, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best tip I got on the whole thing. Yeah. I will say I don't do that, but that's because when I first moved into my apartment, my roommate put the um, butter out on the counter, and it was the middle of summer. It was so hot, and we like tried to have it one day, and it was literally just like liquid butter. Oh, really? You need a good, uh, I'll say you need a good container too. A good container. I think they sell them like butter containers. Oh, they do. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah. I can show you one after this this podcast. (laughs) They sell them on Amazon. They're like, yeah, little tubs with like lids that seal on them. They're, they're great. And you can keep your butter at room temperature and spread so nice on toast. (laughs) It was was too hot when we put it out. 
It's too hot. And we don't have air conditioning. Well, I always hate that because I make buttermilk pancakes a lot. I like to make pancakes. And then I get out the stick of butter. And if I don't melt it beforehand, like you just have like the the square that you're trying to spread on the pancake. And it's cooling your food down. Yeah. 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 Room temperature. I'm glad I could help. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, (laughs) that's about a wrap. Topic done? On the topic. Um, Um, Nick, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. Um, I'm on two different sketch teams. One is a director for Boogie Manja, and then I'm also a writer for Maud. We have a brand new team called Yes Chef. Strange. (laughs) I didn't mean for that to happen. (laughs) Yes Chef. But I was the one who cho- who who came up with the name Yes Chef, and we all voted, and my name won. Um, so <laughs> Yes Chef's first show ever is on. Hold on, I will get this for you. Uh, f- their first show ever is on the twenty seventh of January, and then Fully Floral is my Boogie Manja team, and their show is going to be on January tenth. January 10th. What times are those at? Yeah, January 10th at 9.30 at the pit. Five days after my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Come for your birthday. I'll buy your ticket. And (laughs) then, (laughs) Yes Chef is uh, January 27th at 7.30 at UCB Theater Hell's Kitchen. That's 22 days after my birthday. (laughs) All right. Everything's relative to your birthday now. (laughs) In January it is. (laughs) Uh, I I judge everything by um, A... E B, which is after Emily's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll quickly plug my sketch team's best of sketch show. This is four days after my birthday. This is on the 9th of January at uh, 8.30 at the Magnet Theater. Our team's called Souvenir. And, or the 4th uh, AEB. Yeah. Thank you. 4 AEB. Yeah. Uh, Emily, come to that show and you can buy your own ticket. <laughs> Uh, wow. Absolutely not. Wow. Um, <laughs> I've never been treated this rudely. Uh, if you really need me to buy a ticket. No, no I can buy a ticket. <laughs> I haven't had to pay uh, for the last few of your shows because I was taking a class at the Magnet, but now I well, uh, I don't know if I will be or not. By the 9th of January? Yeah. Would you be taking a class by I then? I don't know. When's their class that you sign up for start? Um, well, I have to get selected for it, and I can't remember if it starts before or after that date. Okay, got it. <laughs> Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> that's for you all. There's three sketch, three great sh- sketch shows you can check out. Go to all of them. Go to all, uh, go to all of them. I'm... Matt's is the best of. Yes. So go to his. It's the best of. Yeah. And I, my, are... Mine is the first show ever, so it'll be bad, right? <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know. I mean, <laughs> or it might be your best show, which... It, I mean, it might be the best stuff we have, and then all downhill from <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I've had that feeling before. <laughs> um, cool. All right, well, I think that's a wrap on the the sode. I think <laughs> on the sode. Uh, on that's the, a wrap on the show. On the, res- <laughs> on the, on the, the, the sode. <laughs> that's a good app. It's good sode. God, pod's done. <laughs> Cast over. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Nick, for being here. Yes, thank you. Thank Nick. you for having me. Good to see you. It was wonderful. Anytime. Uh, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins, and this has been TBD with Matt Emily. Bye. Bye.